We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everyone? Tyler Tambolin here, a.k.a. Totag and Tambo, here for the NFL season. It's finally here. We're back. We're ready to go. We've been waiting a long time for this. I know everybody's extremely excited. Tonight, certainly going to be talking a lot as far as showdown is concerned, both DraftKings, FanDuel, your captain picks, some strategy, rules, lineup HQ. Before we get started, I want to bring in my other co-host here, Mr. Justin Carlucci at the J Carlucci. What's going on, brother? How you doing? Good, good, good to be on a show with you again. Good to talk some football, a little change of pace. We did a lot of golf shows throughout the summer, and, you know, there's a lot of doubts for one reason or another about whether or not there'd be an NFL season, but here we are. All systems are go. We are like a half an hour away from showtime, and really, we might have the best game of uh, and highly anticipated contest of week one right here on Thursday night, showdown, primetime. We couldn't ask for a better way to kick off the season, Tambo. Yeah, we'll get into lineup HQ in a second. For those of you that don't know, and you're all here, I know it's a free show. We're going to be doing this weekly. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, trying to bring as much entertainment as possible. You know there's a lot of content out there, but I think the thing about it is all those content shows are using that content and then trying to look for a tool to utilize those picks, plays, whatever you want to call it. So uh, we've got the best tool right here in lineup HQ. I've got it up on my screen. We are going to be digging into how we build some of these lineups, whether it's for an MME perspective or single entry three max Whatever suits your fancy, we're going to have every action available there for you guys. But one thing, like you just mentioned, Justin, I want to talk about right quick is, like you said, sort of uncharted territory. No preseason, right? I think that brings a, you know, a lot into play, and we're going to have a lot of other content on Roto-Grinders that you guys can check out. Uh, I'll talk about the link. I know Producer Devin's going to drop it in the chat for you guys. There is a promotion from our video here. If you guys like what you see, you want to join on board, get on with Lineup HQ, definitely want to check it out. But What's your thoughts on the no preseason thing? Because that's going to matter not just for tonight in this highly anticipated game, but going into the weekend as well with the, with the week one slate and everything else we have going on over here at Roto-Grinders. 
the beautiful thing about showdown is and, and single game slates here is you can get creative. You can use your imagination. You can make correlations and tie them together. And we'll talk about strategy in a little while. There's a chance that timing is off. There is no substitute for real in-game situations. You can do your scrimmages against the same guys you've been going up against in camp. But a lot of new pieces on that Houston side of the ball and throughout the NFL, a lot of personnel changes. I think we had only two or three over-unders, over 50 out of all the games this week, which which isn't a lot. You know, a lot of them in the 40s, some in the high 30s, like the Bills and the Jets. So I think you could see some sloppy football. I think you could see some volatility out of a lot of defenses. Um, you know, just throwing it out there, I'm willing to kind of broaden my pool for team defense and fantasy this week because you might see some sloppy football. And when you have speed receivers, and there's a lot of speed in this Thursday night game, I'm a little concerned about some of the timing between the quarterbacks and the wide receivers. It could be very interesting, and you really have to use your own judgment calls here when you create your lineups. Yeah, and I think especially for this particular slate, I know we'll talk some strategy. Obviously, with it being a live up before lock show, we've got our own lineups in play. We've got, we know you guys are building lineups on the fly as we go. We're going to try and give you as much information as possible to help you with that. But I think some of the stuff you just talked about is kind of, you know, perfect for what we're about to go into is this is particularly the week where it's going to be probably the most volatile. Every showdown slate is volatile. Every showdown slate has so many things that go on that that you're going to have to just see and you'll go, oh, I didn't have that guy. I didn't have that guy, whatever it might be. We're going to try and work around that. But let's, Hop into the tool. You know, for me, the big thing right out of the gate is I want to get this pool down. So you're in lineup HQ. You've got all 108 players. We, we're going to get into the plays that we're on. That's, you know, we've got 40 mm-hmm. minutes. We're going to be right with you up until lock. But I'm going to get rid of, I mean, there's the backup quarterback thing that people always joke about on Twitter. I'm not going to be doing any of that, but we are going to talk about some of the others. So if you see me in the tool here, I'm just going by position at the top. There's quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end, defense, kicker, etc. And I'm just going through organizing by fantasy point and going down to make sure that anybody that I'm Xing out doesn't have any points attached. I'll go to it in a second. One thing I always want to talk about with you guys as well. I think it's important is going to be the inactives. I don't know how many of you like me. I I mean, I'm a little bit crazier when it comes to showdown. I certainly spread it out, but I think a lot of people were going to, you know, skip out on Ricky seals Jones. He ended up being inactive. I was going to try him out though. So right before we came on, I had to edit just a couple of lineups, but I did want you guys to see this here. So uh, this is sort of the running backs that we have a projection in for, you know, I'll go over to wide receiver. We'll get into the actual plays in a second. I'm going to shut down everybody because you, what you don't want, especially when using a tool like this is one, you don't want to have anybody that's not in the game. The obvious two, you want to see some of the guys that maybe stand out like Kike Kute just got his projection pulled. He was actually projected to have some ownership. He's inactive. So that's one of the guys I wanted to bring up. It would have been someone where, you know, people do get a little bit cute on these slates. They're going to try and play some of these, outside plays and, and for right re- the right reasons we just talked about the volatility um gonna get rid of all those guys deandre carter is active again these aren't guys i'm gonna be heavy on but i just want to make sure you guys know why i'm leaving them in there i believe yelder is inactive i have my inactives up here somewhere just want to see he's not it doesn't show but just he's not gonna have a projection so jordan thomas didn't make the team we'll talk about a guy that did nick kaiser here at the bottom, defense is the same, kicker's the same. All right, so Justin, let's open it up with this. Talk to me a little bit just about your borderline base strategy going in. We're not going to spend a ton of time making it a strategy show. We want to make it very, uh, you know, make it around what we're talking about tonight directly. But tell me about your strategy going in, how many lineups you're playing, and how you sort of apply things when it comes to showdown in general. I think you're muted. 
Knocking off the rust. Yeah, so tonight I'm, I'm, I'm playing the Millie. I'm playing a ton of lineups there. Um, obviously, there's a bunch of different directions this game could go. Uh, you know, you have to make some stands, and you have to cut down that player pool, especially when you're picking captains because, you know, you, you want to have an edge, and you want to, um, you know, you want to – it's obviously a gamble, but for me, I'm, I have a limited number of captains in my 150 lineups in the Millie. Um, but, you know, like you said, this game's going to be super volatile here. So, obviously, you're looking at nine point, nine and a half point favorites now. Kansas City, one of the bigger spreads on the slate, if not the biggest, not sure off the top of my head in terms of week one. So, you know, obviously, you start with Mahomes. Um, and, you know, you, you, you're looking at these individual matchups on the outside. There's a lot of speed in Kansas City. And the big thing is everybody in Kansas City – is healthy in week one, right? Sammy Watkins is, is a full go, and that's not usually the case. You know, Nicole Hardman, another burner who people are expecting to take the leap. I know he's down on the depth chart a little farther there. The thing is, you know, it's not like the NBA. You don't know what really the defense is going to throw at you. You know, NBA is pick and roll and iso ball. In the NFL, uh, you can, you know, different defensive coaches sometimes choose to take different offensive threats away. It just seems like no matter who Houston takes away from Kansas City, the other, you know, big pass catcher seems to hurt them. We saw in the playoffs that Travis Kelsey just kept chunking Houston and chunking Houston. Because um, if, you know, if you go back and look at the tape, they were playing Tyreek Hill way off the line of scrimmage, way off. So, you know, they just didn't want to give up the deep ball and they were just giving, you know, Kelsey the chunk yardage there. So you really got to put some correlations together here. I don't think Mahomes is going to have a problem at all slinging the ball around against this Houston team who has just lost so many high-profile players over the last couple of years, and they're kind of a shell of what their identity used to be. So, I, you know, I'm looking at guys like Vernon Hargraves on the outside, who if you've been playing DFS for the last couple of years, you always target him, whatever team he's on. So I, I do like Mahomes a lot, and, you know, you're worried about someone catching two touchdowns. There's a chance Mahomes throws like four tonight because the Chiefs, this is a team that have the continuity – They've all played together, and they got even better with a rookie running back who's going to be in the cards tonight too, Tambo. Yeah, we're going to get to CEH here in a little bit. I think, you know, one thing, I'll just give my perspective on it because I'm sort of the same in that sense. I'm all about taking the stands, depending on how many lineups you play. Now, for me, I'm, you know, I'm playing 150 lineups, so uh, I'm actually like, you know, more, not, a, not necessarily just a full hedge, but I do like to cover a lot of angles. One thing I would say, and I've talked about this in golf in the past, if you guys check out on my content there, is around building lineups in sets. So I might do 25 lineups for this outcome of a game. I might do 25. Now, that's if I see as many outcomes. For tonight, I don't really see a lot of outcomes. I see, you know, Kansas City smashing. I see the game, you know, going a little bit back and forth where you could see them sort of stick within a touchdown to two touchdowns, you know, and that's a possibility. And then there is the outside chance that, again, you know, maybe Kansas City's rusty. This is the one that I would play less of. So maybe I'm in a a spot where it's, you know, 50, 50, 25, 25, and I'm building my lineups around that. But make sure when you're doing your sets, you're telling a story with your lineup. And we do have all the build rules here to be able to do that. The player groups. I want to talk about player groups right away. Like we, we're going to talk about the plays. Everyone knows who's on the slate, I think, as far as quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers. Uh, if you don't and haven't used lineup HQ before, you can scroll through. Not only are the fantasy points here, you can sort it by that. Projection, projected ownership, which is huge, right? You've got that built right in. Mm-hmm. And then if you want to take a look at projected points per dollar, basically the points divided by the salary and say, okay, a guy like Darrell Williams, who we're going to get to at 1.8 K we're only projecting over 6.65, but at 1.8 K and uh, the price and the points division, the 3.7 points per dollar is saying he's one of the best, if not the best points per dollar plays on the slate. But right. that comes with 
a, a $1,800 play being almost 30% owned. So you got to pick and choose your spots. Um, we'll get into that. Talk to me about rules for a second or groups. Is there anything that you have as, as must-have rules or groups that you set up? I've got some, but I want to hear from you first. I don't really have any must-haves um, unless some weird stuff keeps popping up on the optimizer You know, when you're going through your percentages. Uh, I just like it to kind of go with my correlations. Typically, a lot of people, for example, like to pair – uh, running back with the team's defense, right? Because you get a big lead, you kind of choose some clock kind of thing, and the game script kind of adheres accordingly. So this tool that we have, you know, the player group tool makes things easier. I mean, if if that's some, if that, I'm hypothetically saying, if that's something you want to go all in on on a slate, you can say, hey, use two of two. Use CEH, use the Chiefs uh, defense together. So really this is why, you know, this is just a feature of, of some of the top of the line tools that we have here at Roto Grinders. Um, I don't, I t- specifically tonight, I don't have anything that I um, kind of went 100% on in terms of rules or you know, player combinations here. Um, obviously, you want to, you know, if you're playing a lot of Mahomes captains, you want to pair him with at least one pass catcher, probably right. two kind of thing. So that's probably as far as I went in terms of uh, player correlations with the build rules. Yeah, I look at a couple of things. That's certainly one of them. I think that's important. You know, you can... You've seen lineups get there with the you know the the wide receiver one from the opposing team and then not be with their quarterback. We've seen it happen. I think it was in the Super Bowl uh, yeah. with the uh, with the Patriots last year. Not this not the most previous year. The one before that, I think it was Edelman was on the winning team. But uh, one spot I do look at, and I saw some guys mention it in chat already with uh, Fells and Aikens and you know Houston's got all these catchers. Even uh, Kale Waring, this guy here down at uh, I think he's six hundred dollars. Yeah, six hundred dollars. I think any of those guys would be interesting, especially when you've got 100-plus lineups or even 20-plus lineups. You want to get a little bit unique. But for me, I would be going, and this is how you can use the player groups tool. And in your group, you just want to put in, so Waring, Waring, uh, Fells, and Akins. And you can just say use at most one player, right? If you were okay having two of them in there, you could say at most two. For me, it would be at most one because I don't really think two of them are going to get there if. Fells and Akins both catch a touchdown. This rule could hurt you, but so could a lot of rules. Or if you don't set rules, and to Justin's point, he doesn't have a lot. I'm not setting a bunch, but there is some certain ones like that that I like. You know, you could get more aggressive. I've seen some stats, and there's not very many games where Kelsey and Tyreek Hill actually end up being on the optimal together in these in these single game slates where they played together. Correct. And this is sort of an idea where you could see. Uh, you know, if you wanted to get aggressive, you could have something like a Kelsey Hill because with the value plays, much like a Darrell Williams, who's going to be pretty popular tonight and for the right reason, most likely. They already talked about how CH and him are going to share some of the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've talked about no preseason. We've talked about coming off of coronavirus and everything with the shutdown of all the sports world. And now it's just coming back together that people are going to be and teams are going to be more precautionary. Uh, what are your thoughts about it when it comes to the running back position? Let's hop into it there. We know the quarterbacks. We talked about that. Let, let's talk about running back for a second. You mentioned CEH. Give me your spiel on him. And then what about using him and Williams together? Or, or what's your thoughts on the overall process? I think you could. There's just a million ways this game could go. If if you think KC is going to go crazy, I mean, if they're up two, three scores early, they're going to run the football. So, it's, you know, you're, you're going to get the rookie some work. You want to get him involved early. You know, everybody has a little bit of that Kareem Hunt deja vu from 2017 stuck in their brain there. Um, but, you know, just looking at some player props, 
you know, they're saying 13 and a half carries for CEH and uh, the, the betting favorite is under right now. So that's a little bit concerning when I'm looking at him. I mean, the kid, you know, they want to get him involved early and get him comfortable. And let's face it, this is a dimension that this Chiefs team just hasn't had since Kareem Hunt. Uh, I was scrolling through some box scores last year and there was four out of 16 regular season games where, where the Chiefs had either 15 carries with one ball carrier or 100 yards. I mean, let's face it, most teams have 15 carries every week. You know, and either a 100-yard carrier or 15 carries, that only happened in 25% of the games. This is a dimension that this team is going to be even more lethal with. It's kind of scary. Um, you know, they don't want Mahomes slinging the ball 45, 50 times a game. They need somebody reliable there. And I think this kid's the perfect fit. I mean, it's super scary. How often do we see a, fir- a rookie running back going in like the top 10 draft picks of everybody's annual league draft here? Tonight, you know, it is it is a little strange with no preseason. It's the kid's first game. Uh, I think Daryl Williams is going to get some work. I'm, I'm not sure how efficient he's going to be, but you can definitely make a case to play him in more of a Stars and Scrubs build. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think it comes down to, to like I said, what your style of build is. In the in the lineups, especially where I've got the Kansas City blowout, or you want to call it like an onslaught, you have to use at least one Houston guy, but you can use five Chiefs and put one Houston guy in there, and I think you'd be fine if you wanted to start with something like CEH at captain and then have Williams in your flex, and then it's up to you how you want to you know put in guys after that. We'll get to some more plays here in a second, but just saying that would be a scenario where you'd be looking at the lineup as if, and I'll just build it. It's another cool tool with Lineup HQ is you can pull the sidebar over and sort of build it up from there. So let me just swap it over here. We're going to put CEH. Oops. Just going to hop over here. Put him in as the captain, right? And then you hop back over. We just talked about Williams. I'm going to put him in. You can see right here. Look, you've used what you've used for salary, how many fantasy points, they're saying that they, you know, that uh, we've got projected for them to score remaining salary, 35,000, and you get your average. So then you can sort of see how you build. So let's say we were building this lineup for that theory that I just talked about, right? You've got those guys in there. Um, talk to me about how that game flow looks. Now, do you want to go down to talk about defense and kicker, or do you want to move to the wide receiver department? Your call, man. Dealer's choice. Um, I guess I guess we can roll defense and kicker. You know, obviously, if you're going to roll both those running backs out, I, I wouldn't mind throwing in a defense there too, because uh, you know you're obviously play, predicting that game flow, that game script, whatever you want to call it, is that the Chiefs are probably going to have an, have a get out to a quick lead, one or two scores. You know, I think it's kind of just like expect the unexpected tonight. I mean, we could see some sloppy football. Maybe the defense picks up a fumble and runs it back, and it's fourteen nothing already, and you're already worried about you know how much is Mahomes going to throw the ball, kind of thing. Uh, this game could go in a lot of different directions, but if you're playing both running backs, I do like the idea of um, of playing a defense and, and and the kicker too. I mean, if the if the Chiefs get out to a big lead and you know they're playing kind of conservative in the third quarter and they don't want to uh, make any stupid mistakes and extend that lead, I mean, you know they're going to be in the red zone. You know they're going to be well within Buckers' range multiple times tonight, right? So I think maybe oftentimes people overlook the kicker in showdowns because it's not sexy. I mean, let's face it, in, in our redraft annual leagues, the kicker goes in the last round. Some people don't even draft them. So you're thinking, why is the kicker important in showdown? Well, you're looking, you're scrolling down the list and you're looking at your Fells and your Aikens and your Michael Hardmans who are volatile and so on and so forth. Well, if Bucker kicks two field goals and has four extra points, he's probably going to outscore 80% of those guys that we just right. named. Uh, and that's a great point. We're speaking the same language here and I'm with you. So, uh, you know, to your point, just looking at this build and this is what I'm trying to break it down as if we were building for mm-hmm. this scenario, I- I'm, I'm loving these guys. I'm not 
going to tell you guys something. I'm not playing myself. This I'm in on this combination. Uh, you know, we already know running back and DST can be a correlation. The other idea would be that, uh, you know, that offensive line for already, I'm, I'm, I'm a little worried about O-lines going all right. over the place, but talking about back to this, no preseason, you know, offs, you know, how, what were they really doing during the, the shutdown of all sports and whatnot? Were they on their couch? Were they doing less in the gym? I know myself like to work out, but I was doing less in the gym because I wasn't really going, I was doing stuff from home. So I, I'm not sure they've got more access than us, but they're either way here, nor there, the offensive line for the Houston Texans has never been their thing, right? We always talk about how Watson just gets beat for these, you know, just gets crushed. If he just had a better O-line is all we say, but if these guys get out ahead early, let's say CEH scores an early touchdown, maybe yep. they get a pick. So I'm throwing the D in and then CEH gets a second touchdown. They're already up 14, nothing. We've already got the D and him. Now Williams is going to get mixed in more because not only does CEH have a game going, but they don't, they're already up. They're, they're going to be able to share things around. Let's take our time. Let's take some breath. <laughs> no defense tonight. The chat says, yeah, I know we don't want to see any. I'm, I'm explaining this can definitely still go the way we've seen games with 80 point totals. I think it was the, uh, the Rams and the saints had that huge game over in Mexico city. And, and they ended, I both think both defenses ended up being like 12 points or something like that because the game just never ended. I, there was even another score near the end of that game. Uh, yeah. To your point, another guy I really like is Butker because let's say the same concept of this lineup is let's say that, that this carries on in the second half. Maybe they don't push it as much. Maybe they don't need to go for it as often. They're going to try and score. I'm not saying they're not going to try and score points and put them up on the board, but let's say the lead extends to 21 and some of their drives just fall short. Well, there's right. too much time left on the clock. They still need to kick the field goal. They're not just going to turn the ball over or go for it. So uh, I don't mind that. The one thing I'd want to show off here, and that's why I really love this tool for you guys. Again, we mentioned it before. The link is in there. If you guys want to go sign up and have access to this tool, I can't recommend it enough. When you sign up, it's not just for football. There's a lot of other sports. Like you know, Justin mentioned, I'm doing a lot of golf stuff. That's still ongoing. The season ended two, two days later, pick back up. We use this every week. I do a show on Wednesday for golf. But Lineup HQ is the tool you want to use. All the other showdown shows you're watching out there tonight or seeing presented are great shows, but they're presenting content that still need a tool behind it. And a lot of them are coming over and using this tool. So uh, I just want to show off one thing quickly because what will happen is a lot of people will go back here, get to Sean Watson in, see that they've got $16,000 left and get scared. So what, what's your opinion on this as far as how much salary you can leave on the table when it comes to a single game showdown like this? I mean, you could leave, you can leave that amount. You it, it's, if you're playing large field G, I think it depends on the entry and the tournament, I guess you're playing. What, what kind of contest are you playing? Are you playing in the milieu against a bajillion people? You can leave that amount of money on the table and feel good about it. Are you playing single entry, higher stakes? Are you playing the hundred dollar SC with 400 people? No, you want to play something with probably a little higher floor kind of thing, you know? Uh, you know, is, is your upside limited here without a pass catcher from Watson? Maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you know, you're, play, you're, you're, you're playing here. Oh, obviously, I have Fuller at the bottom here. I, I just showed that for half the carry on. That? I was, okay. I was, I was like, talking, oh, yeah. man. It's, it's all good. He's doing magic on week one here right in front of my eyes. But, yeah, so you can go different ways here. Definitely don't be afraid to leave money on the table. I mean, in a lot of my bigger wins last year, I left at least probably 1200 to – I don't know, two or three grand in, in some games. There's just so much talent in this game, and you know everybody's pretty much priced accordingly, especially on the Kansas City side of the ball. It, it's, you know, it's tough to leave a, a good chunk of money on the table. But that lineup right there, for the game script idea we just talked about, there's nothing wrong with that. 
Yeah, and I think that's why I plugged Fuller in because this would just be the natural build that people would go to. I don't expect this lineup to be extremely duped or anything, but the whole point was to show you guys to tell a story, to show off the tool because I think this is incredible, especially, uh, you know, you can just press save here and I'll show you guys later where that goes. But if you're doing any single entry or three max, don't think this tool is just for those guys and girls that are entering 150 lineups. You can use this for single entry and play around with it this way. The reason I showed this lineup, Justin, was because what I want to show off is one, a couple things. I mean, this still leaves 8,000. I'm more than okay with that. Most people would say, though, why don't you just say, let's see no defense, let's cheer for no defense, and let's plug in Tyreek. Oops, I clicked the wrong thing. Let's plug in Tyreek. Now you're still leaving 1,000. Most would say there's no way the defense outscores Tyreek. But I think the only thing I would say about that, you know, on paper, before the game starts, forget showdown, forget DFS, forget anything, everybody's going to take the bet of Tyreek Hill over the Chiefs defense. But that's not what this is about. And that's what you got to remember, right? When you go back, this lineup still works. Don't get me wrong. I know it's a little weird because it's got Hill and no um, no Mahomes. You could always change that. This is the onslaught. I'm just showing you guys some ways to work it around, right? You can still fit this. But keep in mind, the less money here, now we're down to 200, the, the less likely it is to be unique. This is probably a pretty common build tonight, right? It's Mahomes. It's the running game. It's say, let's say this uh, you know, game script is Mahomes to Hill early. The running game takes over. Butker for those failed drives in the second half. And then Fuller has to be the guy on the other side, right? Yep, yep. But then I'm saying it, it's just like it was the other way with the Hill situation. The idea was the running game did all the work. Therefore, why would they press with Tyreek Hill or acquire him or need him? That's why that other lineup still works with $8,000 left on the table. So I wanted to show you that. The other thing is where a lot of people get into trouble, in my opinion, if you're trying to win the million dollars, you want to be unique, but you still want to be smart about it. You don't need to be too cute and look for all these one-off plays, which we'll get to that section. But my point would be around this. Now you see this lineup. I just told you this is going to be duped. It's going to be common. I think this is a popular build with 200 bucks left on the table. What I want to show off is that everyone just assumes when you got the money, you need to take the highest wide receiver one. There's no reason, and I like both Stills and Cobb. I'm Not to mention Cooks, by the way. I should talk about Cooks. He is playing. He is active. He's going to be in the game. But I just give a, a, a point here for two seconds. Let's say Cobb, because they, it, the whole point is the Houston offense can't get anything going. So now what they need to do is just try and move the ball, move the chains, move the needle to try and get some spark. What if that means five, six, seven catches for Cobb in the second half alone on top of, you know, one that he broke for 20 in the first half? Maybe he's the only guy that really does damage for them. And I know this leaves 4,000, but it's much more unique. It still tells the same story as before. Any more thoughts on this before we move into the next? We'll go into the wide receiver as a whole, Justin. No, let's do that. Let's do that. Let's dig into these wide receivers, Tambo. We got about 10 minutes left in the show. A lot of speed on both sides of the ball. And, you know, you mentioned Brandon Cooks and how healthy is he? I mean, we don't know. He's good enough to play. Uh, Riddle me this. There's no preseason. What if Kansas City goes up early? Do they start kind of watching his snap count to you know kind of keep him healthy for the rest of the year? I don't know. Um, you know, looking at the Kansas City corners, uh, some of them are slow. Uh, Rashad Fenton, I think he runs over a four, five, forty. Um, there's some pretty sick Brandon Cook stats, what he, stats on what he does to slower corners. So, you know, with Fuller and Cooks, I know we talk about the timing that Houston might be a little off, but these are guys that could take broken coverage to the house in the blink of an eye, and this slate and a snap of a finger 
you know, those, those, a lot of our game correlations could be shot here. So this is a really tricky slate. I mean, yeah, they lost DeAndre Hopkins. My worry is he was like the security blanket for Deshaun Watson. He had, I don't know the exact number, but he really, he was top three in the league, I think, in uh, quarterback targets under pressure. So who's the ball, where's the ball going to go now? You know, Fuller and Cooks don't strike me as possession guys. We know they're not kind of, you know, seven-yard in routes, move-the-chain type grinders. Is it going to be Randall Cobb? I mean, he's pretty cheap. You know, he's going to see a lot of the Honey Badger, who's really good in man coverage. Is it going to be one of these tight ends? That, are they going to dink and dunk? Are we going to see some check downs? You know, are we going to see Duke Johnson in his little niche role, you know, playing from the behind? And Kansas City's in the prevent coverage in the second half. And here goes Duke Johnson, five yards at a time, three catches on the last drive. There's three points right there, you know, um, and he's cheap. So there's a lot of ways to run back these uh, the, the Kansas City lead uh, game script with, with a lot of these Houston Texans guys. And obviously you can run the football in Kansas City too. So my my fear in a lot of my bills is Houston takes the ball, runs right down Kansas City's throat with David Johnson because you can run on Kansas City. And then I'm probably scratching my head because I don't really hedge for that. I think it's not that likely that it's going to happen. I don't know what kind of David Johnson we're going to see, but this is the ROI darling that Bill O'Brien got with the Hopkins deal. So uh, th- those are kind of my thoughts there. I, you know, David Johnson's really only in play in a couple of, of game script ideas in my head. Yeah, and we're getting close to lock here. I, I know we didn't spend a lot of time on everything and on football. Some guys want to see the running backs. You know, we talked about CEH. We talked about that. If you're going to go with a Houston-heavy script, I think the obvious is David Johnson and doing something crazy like using him in the captain and just do, going the complete opposite way. Again, I'm not doing that for a lot of my lineups. I'm focused more on the Kansas City side. The one thing for me, and what we got a few minutes left here, I'll talk about is I'm trying to avoid more of those five and ones. I obviously have to have some of them, but they're more like what I just showed, leaving money on the table. Is there anything you're doing? Like I'm going, you know, three and threes and four and twos and hoping it's a little more back and forth versus the five and one that I think a lot of people are going to run and just auto assume. And then, like I said, I have some of the other guys. So I'll get that from you first. And then we'll get into sort of, if you've got any punt plays that you like at the bottom. Yeah. I mean, I don't love it, but Kenny Stills just kind of always finds a way to be relevant. Right. So maybe cooks isn't a hundred percent. I mean, we really haven't seen a lot, a lot of, uh, a lot of reports here, but I think he could be interesting in large field GPPs. I don't think anybody's going to have them either. Um, but yeah, you mentioned some of those tight ends on the Houston side of the ball. Someone's got to be that, you know, six, seven yard security blanket, you know, when, when Watson's running for his life and I'm not sure who that's going to be. Yeah. That's sort of my thinking. It's, it's, you know, stills Cobb. Like I said, if you want to set up rules for that, you can do that as well. I, I, the only other rule I can think of that I was going to mention was with the uh, wide receivers and it would be with guys like Demarcus Robinson, uh, you know, down here with him, or if you want to do it with uh, Mikael Hardman, You could do at most one. I don't really see a lot of scenarios where both get there. Uh, Same for the other side. It's going to be tough to see, like I mentioned with those tight ends. But even on this side here, if you've got, you know, DeAndre Carter or Cooks, you could put, you know, max one of those and hope that if an injury situation, right? If you've got a spot where Cooks gets injured or they decide to hold him out, it's probably not going to be both of them getting there. So I think that's one more way. And then lastly, the only other two that I had were, uh, you know, a couple guys. One was... Kaiser, these are like you're taking a zero in your lineup. I would play at most one, and you got to risk it and, and just take a chance. But where Warring for Houston, six uh, five runs a four six. He's sort of behind Kelsey, but he's been getting the tutelage from him. Let's say they get the game out ahead. He's a punt that I would use. 
or sorry, that's Kaiser. And then Waring is on the other side um, where you're looking to use it versus, um, versus Kansas City. So these are just the two punts that I was going to use. I think tight end is one of the better spots to punt on this slate. Any final thoughts, Justin, before we get out of here? No, I think we covered a lot of ground. Uh, you know, good luck to everybody. Hope you found some of this, you know, some of these angles interesting. Looking forward to doing this every week with you. Enjoy week one of NFL. It's here. Yeah, we're excited to be back, guys. This is going to be fun every week to go through with you. We'll bring more as we go along. We might even have to bring a strategy show along for during the week so we can spend less time on that and just refer people back to it. More time leading up to it on the show. But I uh, definitely appreciate you guys. If you have anything else, reach out. Find me on Twitter, at Toteg and Tambo. Hit us up, either of us, in the Discord. We'll go from there. Other than that, thank you and good luck.